Hey, I've got some exciting news for you. For nearly a decade, the Social Media Marketing Society has been helping marketers like you to keep up with the changing times. This is our private community just for marketers, and the doors are open right now. When you join, you get access to ongoing training and become part of a welcoming community of marketers who are just like you. Learn more at smmarketingsociety.com. Again, smmarketingsociety.com. Welcome to the Social Media Marketing Podcast, helping you navigate the social media jungle. And now, here is your host, Michael Stelzner. Hello, hello, hello. Thank you so much for joining me for the Social Media Marketing Podcast brought to you by Social Media Examiner. I'm your host, Michael Stelzner, and this is the podcast for marketers and business owners who want to know how to navigate the ever-changing marketing jungle. Today, I'm going to be joined by Katie Brinkley, and we're going to talk about social posting strategy. If you've always like struggled figuring out what am I going to post and how can I do it in a cool strategic way so it all kind of works together, this show is for you. By the way, before we get started with today's show, today is episode 600. I have been publishing this show faithfully for 600 weeks in a row. My friends, that's a lot. <laughs> that is a lot. I haven't pulled out my calculator to do the math on it, but that's like, I'm pretty sure more than 11 years, right? Yeah, because 11 times 52 would be 550 something or another. So 600 episodes. I just want to say thank you for listening to the show. I know some of you have been listening since the beginning, and it's just kind of crazy that I get to do this every week and I get to spend time with you. And I just wanted to say thank you so much for being a loyal listener. By the way, I'm at Stelzner on Instagram, at Mike underscore Stelzner on Twitter slash X. And if you're a new listener to the show, be sure to click that follow button on your favorite podcasting app so you don't miss any of our future content. Let's transition over this week's interview with Katie Brinkley. Helping you to simplify your social safari. Here is this week's expert guide. Today, I'm very excited to be joined by Katie Brinkley. If you don't know who Katie is, she's the author of The Social Shift, The Road Back to Community. She's also host of the Rocky Mountain Marketing Podcast, and she's CEO of Next Step Social, an agency that helps realtors, interior designers, and brokerages develop social strategy and podcasting strategy. Katie, welcome to the show. How are you doing today? I'm doing awesome. Thank you so much for having me. Today, Katie and I are going to explore social posting strategy. But before we go there, Katie, I would love to hear your story. How'd you get into social marketing? Start wherever you want to start. Well, I started all the way back in the days of MySpace. Wow. I, <laughs> I know I always feel really old whenever I say that, but I started by helping bands with their MySpace pages. And the reason I was all in on MySpace is because, well, my college was not cool enough for Facebook, and I worked at the radio station. I loved music, sports, and when I grew up, I wanted to be a sports journalist. And one of my jobs at the radio station was to get bands to send us their music for free. And I was like, well, there's this new app called MySpace. Why don't I just reach out to these bands and see if they would like to send us their music? And I quickly fell in love with how fast connections can happen online when you go in with intention and when you go in with authenticity, because it's hard to really show what kind of person you are and, and what you what you bring to the table in a digital world. But when you have the right strategy in place, 
magic can happen. All right. So you started with MySpace and tell us a little bit more of the story. Lead us up to, if you will, the book. And have you always worked for yourself? Were you working for somebody else back then? Yeah, being a social media, anything didn't really exist back then. And I was fortunate enough to land my dream job. And I was the post-game reporter for a radio station here in Denver, 850 KOA. And I got to go and do the locker room reports for the Broncos and the Rockies and the Avalanche. And I was living the dream. I absolutely loved it. And then this thing called Sirius XM came out and everyone in the radio industry kind of panicked. And I was one of them. And I, I moved into marketing and I was the marketing manager for the Colorado Rockies TV station for a number of years. And social media was one of my jobs. So I did a lot of the traditional media buys and traditional ad spends, was writing commercials and scripts. And then I was also tasked with doing the social media. And it was one of my favorite aspects of the job. And I guess now looking back, one of the best things that happened to me in, in my life was that I was laid off from my job. My position was eliminated. And I was I was sitting in my boss's office. And I guess this just really goes to show you, if you are a manager, the impact you can have on your employees' lives. But I was sitting in my manager's office and I said, man, Jen, I just don't know what I'm going to do. I really loved what I was doing here. And she said, well, Katie, you're so good at social media and the way that you think about social media and bringing the station social media presence to life. I just, I'd love to see you find a job where social media was all that you did. And I left her office that day and I was like, well, let me see what kind of jobs I can find. And at the time, it was mostly entry-level positions. And I was like, well, I'm at a point in my career where I don't really want to have an entry-level position. And I decided to just try and get some social media work on my own. And it's been over seven years now. And I every day I'm able to do something I love, which is help businesses grow their online presence using social media. So it was around 2016 or 17 when you left, when you were unfortunately let go. And for what it's worth, I was unfortunately let go from a job also, which led to me starting out on my own, which is like I said, the best thing that's ever happened to me. Yeah. So you went off and you started presumably your own business. Is that right? Or were you doing social media for lots of businesses? What were you doing in the beginning? So I started as my own business and I was trying to find work through apps like Thumbtack and just trying to figure out how people were really getting getting work. And my first client was based in Chicago and I was handling her social media, her, her WordPress, her emails. I was doing all of the things for her. And then I landed my second client who all she wanted was social media. And she's still with me and my agency today. And it was really a learning curve of what I was most passionate about. And organic social media has always been something that's been, at, I think, at the heart of what, what really makes social media so impactful is the organic side. And that's all that we do now is organic social media. And, and Mike, I, I didn't tell you this when, when we spoke previously, but it wasn't until March of 2020 that everything for my business changed. Tell me more. Do you know what happened in March of 2020? Of course, I know what happened. First of all, March 1st, 2nd, and 3rd or something like that was Social Media Marketing World, and then the whole world shut down. Yeah, so I was at Social Media Marketing World, March 1st, 2nd, and 3rd, and it was something that I had always wanted to go to. Even when I was back at the, the station, I remember going to my boss saying, hey, there's this really cool conference. I'd love to go. It wasn't approved. And in March of 2020, I was like, hey, I'm the boss. If I want to go to this, I should go. 
So I went and I have to tell you, everything for my business changed after that because I made incredible connections. The community that happened there was everything for my business. Somebody that I met there helped me hire my very first team member. I was meeting all these people with podcasts. I come from radio. All I wanted to have a podcast so bad, but I didn't know how to get started. And all these marketers there gave me the gift of their time and were like, oh yeah, well, I just do this and I do this. And then after Social Media Marketing World, that's when I hired my first coach. And it was somebody that spoke at Social Media Marketing World. And like I said, everything for my business changed after going to that conference. Yeah, like I said, I didn't, I didn't even tell you about this, but it's a huge part of my, of my, my journey and my business's journey. And I can't tell you how, how much of an impact it made for me really deciding that this is a business. This is an agency. This is something that I want to do long term and have other team members with me and see what we can do. And it's, it's not just a hobby or something that, you know, is getting me some, some money here and there. This is my job. And there's a part of the story that I want to share with you. Starting in 2021, we launched a little podcast and a conference that was all focused on Web3. And you were one of like maybe 120 people who bought a ticket to that event. And it was called the Crypto Business Conference. That's where I got a chance to get to know you because there were so few people at that event. I had actually committed to like renting a massive section of the San Diego Convention Center because, you know, you've experienced how big my conference was before COVID, right? Yeah. And I have lots of problems that happened, obviously, with Celsius and Bakeman Free and all these other things. I'm no longer focused on that anymore, but that's where I had a chance to get to know you. Again, power of community, right? When you get surrounded with people who are all kind of in the same boat, trying to achieve the same thing, regardless of the size of the audience, magic can happen. And now you've got a brand new book. Tell us about the book. Yeah. So my book, The Social Shift, it just came out and it was about 18 months in the making. And I felt like it was a really long time for it to get published. But now looking back, I'm so thankful that it took the amount of time that it did because so much and everything in social media, things change so fast. I mean, I'm fortunate enough now that I could change Twitter to X in the book because it took enough time. But the entire basis of the book is where social media started with us making connections through MySpace, listening to music. And MySpace was my first introduction to HTML code because I wanted to have a top 10, not just a top eight. But that's how social media started. And then Facebook and you know Twitter and Instagram and TikTok and all these new apps keep coming out. And we've lost so much of that original connection that we had on social media. When you go in with intention, when you're building connections, when you're building your community, no matter if you're a business with 10 followers or 10,000, if you build a community on social media, you're going to have your biggest brand advocates cheering you on and wanting to be a part of your circle. And I think that with, you know, social media, it's it's no different than turning on Netflix now. Opening up TikTok is no different than, you know, turning on Netflix. We've turned into consuming and we've lost so much of our connection that social media was originally intended for. And I, I think that with the next iteration of the internet, you know, when Web3 and that decentralized internet is here, Community is going to matter more than ever. So we have to be intentional with our time and how we're showing up on social media today. Okay. So you've answered a little bit of my next question, but there are some people, you know, we're here to talk about social posting strategy and community, 
but there are some people that are listening that are not sold on the value of developing community because maybe they are really just all about publishing content. What do you want to say before we get into some of your strategy here as to why people should pay attention to business to community buildings specifically, you know, in 2024 and beyond? Well, I believe that social media and posting on social media as a business owner is very different than posting on social media as an influencer. For the majority of us that are trying to build a business, it can be a lot. You see online, oh, well, you're not, you're not seeing the results from social media because you're not posting enough. And if we're constantly posting and constantly on that content generation hamster wheel, how are you going to have the time to, to build your business? And social media is absolutely, I mean, I love it. It's one of the, the best affordable ways to market your business and build that brand awareness. But if you're just creating content to create content, what's the point? You have to be going in with intention and understand who it is that you want to talk to and how you can impact them by what your business has to offer. And I think that when you go in strategically, when you go in with intention, you, you don't need to post so much and you'll have the right people following you and ready to hear more of your content and more of what it is that makes you and your business different. I love it. And I'm a big fan of strategy. I'm a big fan of doing fewer things the right way. Like, for example, I read the book 10X is Easier Than 2X, which is such an amazing book for anybody who wants to think strategically. And it's not about just continuing to do all the things we've always done, but to do the right things. So let's talk about, we're going to get into your strategy, but before we do, kind of at a high level, What's the outcome that can happen? What are the benefits that can come from employing the strategy? And then we're going to go ahead and break it down. When you implement the strategy, you are not going to have to post so much because the right people are seeing your content. You can post, you know, just a, you don't need to post every day. You can post just a few times a week when you have the right type of content and the right, uh, you know who it is that you're talking to. Well, and also how does that ultimately connect also to having awareness and community and all that kind of stuff? When you know, again, when you know what, what posts your audience is going to identify with and connect with, you can have the right awareness around what it is, the, me the message, the problem that, you're, that your client, your ideal customer has. You can educate them further on what it is that they are struggling with bring in you to your social media, all of the different ways that you can actually get people to click, listen to the podcast or click the link in your bio. When you have the awareness and the entire strategy in place, it's going to make a difference for how you show up and how often you show up. Okay, cool. Let's dig into the very first part of your strategy. What is the first step? Yeah. So the first step is that awareness post making people aware of the problem. So for example, if you are on Instagram, right now, Instagram Reels, you get a ton of reach on. So you can do an Instagram Reel that will bring in awareness to the problem that your ideal client or customer is struggling with. If it's LinkedIn, LinkedIn polls are a great way for you to build awareness. People, it's so easy just to click the awareness uh, or the, the engage uh, button on there and vote. And it takes no time at all. If you think about it, the awareness post should be that, that wide net. You want to 
throw it out there and reach as many people as possible and bring them in. I like to use the analogy of Forrest on, on his Forrest Gump on his boat, the Jenny, and he's throwing his net out there. He wants to catch as many shrimp as possible, but he might catch a catfish or a boot or a tin can, whatever. But for the most part, he wants to just catch as many shrimp as possible. So when you make your, your audience aware of the problem and just give them a little taste of, hey, here's a problem that you have, and I have a quick tip on how you can solve it. It piques their interest and they want to learn more. Okay. So I've got a couple of clarifying questions here. So with these awareness posts, we're talking about a problem, presumably that we can help them solve, right? Yes. Our product or service is designed to help solve this problem. Why is it that discussing problems actually helps with awareness? I think that when you're, when you're posting the awareness problem, it makes it so that you, you know the solution before they even realize that they that they're having the problem. They're seeing like that, okay, I've, I didn't, I just was Googling this and here's, here comes, you know, Michael Stelzner and he has the, the answer that I didn't know to, for the problem I didn't really know I had. So it really gets into understanding who your ideal client is and the different things that they're struggling with. We have to stop creating content for ourselves and start creating content for our ideal client, our ideal customer. Okay, so give me some examples of either awareness posts that you have personally done or awareness posts that maybe you've done for some of your clients just so people can wrap their head around it. For sure. And and I think that one of the, the biggest things I want to stress is that you have to know where your ideal clients are and what platforms you feel comfortable creating content for, because there's a lot of different ways to create content. I, I previously just gave two examples, one on LinkedIn and one on Instagram. And it's not the same for all platforms. It's it's not a copy and paste strategy for each of these platforms. So if your decision is to be on Instagram and, and LinkedIn and Facebook, remember there's a different way for those awareness posts to work on each platform. So for example, on Facebook, it might be that uh, a Facebook post with a different colored background. You know, it's typically like the one or two sentences. I wish that they had like an actual term for it. Oh, you're talking about those posts where it fills the entire thing with like a color? Yeah, okay. yeah. <laughs> I don't really know if there's like a term for it. but I call it background posts almost because you can pick those background styles. Yeah, but those are the ones that get the most reach. And those are the ones that pop out in the feed. So that would be a good, a good awareness post. And you'll see it a lot. Now that you, you know about it, you'll see it a lot on Facebook. But for example, one that I did was about my book coming out. And I said, holy cow, I've been a published author for over a week now. Thank you for everyone who supported me. Did you get your copy? And I just, I made people aware that the book was out there. Again, I, it was an awareness post to generate a lot of people to engage and see my content. On Instagram, I might do a reel. So one one reel that I love to do for my podcast is, so three tools that I use every week that save me five hours. And it's this one, this one, and this one. And I'll just, you know, point on the screen and that's it. But I told people, hey, here's, there's some tools out there that are going to save you time. They save you five hours. They save me five hours. Here they are. And that's all I, I've given them. It's just a little taste of there's tools out there that can help you. Okay. So let's take an example where it's not a physical product. 
Let's take an example where maybe let's say you're selling some sort of service. Like I know you work with people in the real estate industry, right? So what would be an example for that? Just so people can wrap their head around that. Yeah. So if it's something in the real estate industry, I hate to say it. No, nobody wants to see, you know, another just sold property of yours. How can you make it interesting? How can you make them care that you're out there selling houses for them, for, for people? And you could do, again, an awareness post for the city that you specialize in. So I'm in Littleton, Colorado. So maybe if I was a realtor, I would say the top five dining places you need to go to in 2024 in downtown Littleton. And I'm making people aware that, hey, there's some really cool restaurants in Littleton. Like I get it's the suburbs. We're not downtown Denver, but these five places you need to book your reservations at now. So again, making people aware of a problem that they have because maybe they think that there aren't any cool restaurants in the suburbs. Got it. Okay, perfect. Okay, so the first part of your strategy is this awareness post. What's the next step in your strategy? It's the elaboration post. So taking it one step further, we made people aware that, hey, there's there's better restaurants in the suburbs or there's tools out there that'll save you time or, hey, there's this great new book that you could buy. I've made people aware of the, the problem. Now's my opportunity to elaborate on it. So on LinkedIn, this could be a LinkedIn article or, or newsletter. On uh, Instagram, it could be a carousel post. These are your chances to really dig into why people should trust you, especially too. Remember, if this you just did an awareness post with a reel, you'd probably have some new people seeing your content. So you take that post and you elaborate on the topic that you made people aware of with the awareness post. Okay, so help me understand. So we're doing some of these posts where we're making them aware. And awareness can be obviously of uh, products or services that we think might be interested or even problems, obviously, that are faced. For example, if I was a realtor, I would probably talk about all the crazy things that other realtors do. You know what I mean? So that everybody knew that I was not doing those crazy things, you know? And then with this elaboration post, it sounds like when you say elaboration, you really mean like this is more content. This is a more detailed explanation. Does this have to be written? Can it also be video? Like, what's your thoughts on this? I love that you asked if it could be video because going live is one of the best ways to show the human side of you in an AI world. I love going live for my elaboration posts. If you have a Facebook group, you could elaborate and go live in there every week. This is really where it allows you to show your audience, hey, I know what I'm talking about. You can know, like, and trust me. I'm not going to steer you wrong here. This is information that I'm giving you for free. You know, just, just imagine what it'll be like when we work together. This is your chance to really uh, help people with their problems that most of the time they didn't realize that they had. Okay, I'm starting to formulate how this works in my brain. I personally do a lot of long-form written copy that I write on Facebook, LinkedIn, and X slash Twitter. And they tend to be like pretty detailed, right? And I tend to pick struggles that are faced by marketers and creators and entrepreneurs, and I write about them. I would think that's an example of elaboration, right? What I don't do enough is the awareness stuff. And the awareness stuff 
I do sometimes on Facebook, like I'll post a little question, you know what I mean? Like, how are you handling artificial intelligence? Do you see it as a threat or an opportunity, right? For example, that's one I actually did, right? And it spurs a lot of interaction. So what I'm kind of hearing you say is that the awareness post makes people not just, it makes them aware of you, right? Because those posts tend to get more reach, right? And these elaboration posts, it seems like they're more for your kind of loyal followers and fans. Is that kind of what I'm hearing you say? Exactly. And I, you know, I see a lot of times when you do those posts and a lot of times I'll use my awareness posts for my podcast subjects. So I'll be thinking, okay, are people still using threads? Let's, let me ask my audience, how many people are on it? And then I can go in for my elaboration post and say, well, we've seen this amount of people are still on it. This is the dip, whatever. But it allows me then more content ideas based on a lot of the feedback that my audience gave me from the awareness post. Now, you mentioned earlier that with this strategy, we can post less. Maybe we can wrap that up when we get through the strategy, just because in my mind, it seems like there could be a lot of posts that we could do here, right? And I would imagine like I could see posting an awareness post once to twice a week. I could see posting elaboration posts, which seems to be a lot more work, right? So is this an example of the elaboration post of something you don't have to do as often? So the, the whole strategy is to post around three to four times a week. Now, Mike, I mean, you do you. If you want to post every day, you can and just use the psych, this cycle and just continue taking people through it. But for me and, and my business, I'll be real with you. I got two little girls at home and I, yeah, I'm trying to run a business here. Four posts is all that I can get out if I still want to be active on the engagement side. And so I use this strategy for me and, and my clients. And it's, you know, if, if you want to still stick with the cycle, you can, you can do this every day. Okay. Let's talk about the third step in your strategy. What is it? So this one is my favorite. This is the community building post. Why you? Why, why should I trust you? Okay, you made me aware of this. You, you've talked a little bit more about it, but how did you overcome it? How are you using this tool? What results have your clients seen? This is the opportunity for you to share the you of your business and your brand. I do it a lot for my own personal like storytelling of what it was like to start a business with small kids at home. So I'll use a lot of my community-driven posts as a live, a long form kind of reflective blog post saying how I use this tool and how it's helped me with my business. And the community building posts, these are the ones that I feel most businesses are missing. Because as much as I would like to say I'm the only organic social media marketing agency out there for <laughs> people in the home industry, I'm not. But why I've built my following is because people like what I have to say. They like my strategies. Maybe they like the fact that I was a post-game sports reporter and they're like, oh, well, that's really cool. I identify with that. What else does she have to say? Or, hey, I live in Littleton. Maybe I'll run into her. You never know what it is that's going to bring people in and say, I want to be a part of her community. She's my person. They're my person. That's my business that I want to support and follow. So help me distinguish a little bit between the community post and the elaboration post, because it seems like you could potentially write longer form content in either of them. Is the distinction that I'm hearing you that when you talk community, you're talking more about yourself? Help me understand the distinction here. 
Yeah. So for example, if I on Instagram, let's say I did that reel, you know, where I'm saying this tool saves me five hours. And then the elaboration post was a carousel of me swiping through saying it does this and this and this. Well, now my community post could be how this tool allowed me to become my daughter's softball coach. And I could share a picture of me and my daughter. I know on Instagram, the majority of my audience are females aged between 35 and 44. So they're typically mompreneurs also. So that kind of post will work over on Instagram. But it's saying, okay, this tool saved me two hours a week. And all I really wanted to do at the end of the day was go home and hang out with my kids. But I was really tired because I was spending so much time. And now this tool came into my life. And now I can be her softball coach or whatever. Whereas like on LinkedIn, maybe I'll say how this tool allowed me to grow my team by an extra team member and saved me X amount of dollars per year because the majority of the people that follow me on LinkedIn are male founders. So again, I'm still talking about that same idea, just switching it for that target audience on the platform, saying how that tool or that strategy or whatever helped me or or my client. This is another great spot to share user-generated content or client testimonials of how you helped somebody. Okay, so I think I'm starting to wrap my head around this. What I'm hearing you say is that we could pick a single topic or theme and we could start in the beginning with it being a awareness post. So let's just take hypothetical AI, right? AI, do you see it as an opportunity or a threat, right? I could see that as just a simple question that's an awareness post that gets a lot of engagement, right? Then the elaboration post might be, here is a cool resource that I recently found that could help marketers, right? That's an AI tool. And it it enables all sorts of fascinating benefits. And maybe even here's a little video of me using it, right? And then I think the community post could be me talking about how AI has allowed me to be way more efficient, right? And it has allowed me to get more stuff done. So am I understanding this right? Yeah, you're right on. And and you could even do a, a Facebook Live. You could go live for your community building post and you could do like a walkthrough of some tool that you're using. It's really up to you. It allows, again, the, the community building post allows you to be in front of your, your audience. I mean, let's be real. AI has completely revolutionized the way that we are interacting and creating content. But there's one thing that you can't replicate, and that's that is the things that you've learned, the experiences that you've had, and what you want to see come from a certain topic. And so this is really the chance for you to stand out in a social media feed in a world of AI. Well, and I think what I'm hearing you say is this is your chance to tell stories about yourself in a way that might be interesting to other people. And it seems to me why you call this community is because this might draw people to you. Is that what I'm hearing you say? Because you're being authentic and transparent about probably what's working and what's not working, right? Exactly. That's exactly it. And when you're transparent with people, again, you're going to build the right people that want to be a part of your business. They want to be a part of your community. And whether or not they're ready to buy from you right now, they're telling their friends about you. They're ready to buy your book. They're ready to, to sign up for your, your masterclass or whatever. You're bringing the right people in. It's a strategy of having fewer people engaging with you, but they're the right people that are there. Yeah. And I'm kind of thinking if this was a funnel, right? At the top, 
like a upside down triangle is probably the best way to describe this for the audience that's listening at the top. You've got these awareness posts and it's the biggest chunk of the triangle, right? Because people are going to see a lot of these and we see a lot of these on social. Then we've got these elaboration posts, which they may not get as much reach. They could, if you have an outlier, you know what I mean? It could be shared widely, but it's less likely to get as much engagement and reach. Then you've got these raw, authentic posts, which I would imagine could also be done in video they or written, right? But it seems like this is more longer form content. Is that right? Yep, exactly. And it's less likely that you're going to have as many people engaged, but presumably the right people might engage with you. And that might lead to our next strategy, right? Which is what's the last leg in the strategy? Well, one of the things I, I hope everyone listening has, has noticed is I haven't asked people to, to buy from me yet. Nowhere in there did I say, hey, by the way, get on my calendar, sign up to work with me, or here's my new thing. Because I don't know about you, and I have a podcast too, but I've never gone to Instagram to listen to a podcast. I've, I've opened up my, my Spotify. You know, so, <laughs> you know, if you want to bring people through and have people make that connection with you, you have to make them aware of the problem. You have to tell them these are some of the ways that this, this can be solved. Hey, by the way, this is how I overcame in this problem. By the way, I sit down with Michael Stelsner in this week's episode of Rocky Mountain Marketing, and we talk all about how to do this. I brought in the guy himself that's going to solve all of our, these problems that I talked about all week. Don't you want to listen to this episode? Don't you want to buy my thing? Don't you want to buy the book? Don't you want to sign up for the masterclass or sign up for my free, you know, content calendar, whatever it is. But you have the right people coming in through this upside down funnel that are ready to buy, that are ready to click, that are ready to leave social media to go one step further with you. I was recently at Social Media Marketing World and I had a chance to connect with some of our best customers. A lot of them listen to our podcast, just like you do. Not everyone knows what I'm about to share with you. We do something special here at Social Media Examiner. The best of the best of the guests that you hear on the Social Media Marketing Podcast not only teach at our conference, but they're also part of our secret society called the Social Media Marketing Society. Each month, our top tier guests who have been on my show are invited to train inside our society for an exclusive group of marketers who are just like you. The training is designed to help you go from being a passive consumer of content to a marketer who is in active learning mode. So if you're ready to make real progress with your marketing, you're a perfect fit for the social media marketing society. Join us by visiting smmarketingsociety.com. We've got a really big sale that is ending very soon, so don't delay. Again, visit smmarketingsociety.com and join today. Okay, so let's talk a little bit about how this might sound or the, the language we might use in these kind of action posts. Can you give us some examples of, uh, I mean, I know you just gave us one, obviously, for the podcast, but like, how should we craft these? Because I'll be honest with you, I'm reluctant to specifically sell ever on organic social because I just know the algorithm just is going to tamp that thing down and it's not going to get very much reach, right? So I don't know how to do this very well, right? I can do it great on my podcast because I own that medium and I know it's going to get through, but how do we do this on the socials? So let's go back to your example about the AI. 
So the awareness post, let's, let's just walk back through that example. Of- uh, I think I just figured it out. What I would say is I would say, hey, I've recruited some of the top AI experts in the world, and they're going to be speaking at Social Media Marketing World. Oh, my God. You knew exactly where I was going with this. Dang it. <laughs> Did you know that? Oh, I didn't know you were going to do that, but keep going. Okay, yeah. But that's exactly it. You know, you made people aware that AI is coming. You know, these are some of the trends we've seen. And, you know, your elaboration posts, these are some of the trends we've seen. And over the past year, the community building posts, this is how, what I learned on my AI journey and how I'm in, using it today. Fourth post, I brought some of the best AI experts in the world to sit down and talk to my community at this year's social media marketing world. Because I think AI is going to be changing the game. And if you're not learning how to use it now, you're going to get left behind. So I brought in experts that are going to talk about blah, blah, blah. Do you have your ticket yet? Yeah, I like that. I like that a lot. And what's interesting about that is I don't actually need to put any links in there. And I shouldn't put any links in there because they're just, they're going to Google it. They're going to know how to find it or they're going to direct message me if they don't know. Right. So I really like that. And I do that in email all the time. I never do it on social, ever. Now I probably should. (laughs) (laughs) I probably should, right? Because I've got this loyal audience that's been reading all my stuff and I just haven't bothered to actually do that specifically on social. And And I really, really should. Do you have any tips on like do's and don'ts for this kind of stuff so it doesn't like trigger the algorithm? So I rarely, and I'm, I'm going to say never, include links in my posts. Even when it's to buy the book, I didn't include a link. I asked people to comment something. And especially if you have a podcast, if you want people to buy a book, if you want to really know who your biggest fans are, I 1000% ask people to leave a comment for I want this or podcast or book or whatever or ticket so that I can then have a one-on-one conversation with them in the DMs. And I, I understand there's a lot of spammers out there that are kind of ruining the DM magic for all of us, but the DMs is where the magic happens. And especially right now, you know, Michael, you and I are sitting here having this a conversation together, but I don't know if somebody listening right now says, well, wait a second, go back, Katie. I still had this question. I don't know if anybody is actually having a question or wants me to go further on it because I don't know the listener. Whereas if I say, hey, comment podcast below to listen to this episode, let me know what your biggest takeaway was or whatever. And I send them the link and then I can follow up with Joe later and say, hey, Joe, did you listen to the episode? What'd you think? I can now talk to my audience. Are you using Instagram DM automation tools for this? So to get the ball rolling, I use Instagram automation tools. So I use Stampede Social okay. for my uh, Instagram DM automation just to, again, get the ball rolling because... Yeah, ManyChat is another one that a lot of people use, I know, because they've been a sponsor of this show. So, but what about the other social platforms? You know, do they work across all the social platforms or do you have to take a different approach when it comes to Facebook and LinkedIn and Twitter? Yeah, so I mean, for the most part, when I ask people to a question and say, hey, if if you want this, answer me, the right people are answering. <laughs> so, so, but, but what I'm saying is, can you automate it across all the platforms or do you have to manually DM them? I got you. Yeah. So there's different tools that I use for each of them. I, like I said, I use one for Instagram and then I use one for, for Facebook. LinkedIn, I do manually. Very cool. I love this. Now, one of the things you said earlier, I want to circle back to is engagement. Talk to me a little bit about the importance of engaging with people specifically publicly in the comments. What's your thoughts on that? 
When you engage publicly in the comments, the, the benefits of it are that you get free real estate in everyone else's feed. So whether it's you commenting on someone else's posts. So I spend a lot of time on Instagram and the hashtag Denver Realtor. I speak to a lot of you know local brokerages on social media strategies, but I'm not a real estate agent, but I'm in there commenting and leaving valuable posts or comments on their posts. And then if you're asking people to comment on your post and they say, you know, book or podcast, whatever, you, they've basically given the entire world the okay for you to show up in their DMs. Hey, I said it was okay for her to come in here. It's not weird that Katie's in my DMs now talking to me because it can feel weird when a lot of these people are, when people just randomly show up in your DMs. I want to get back to the actual public comments, right? So yeah. I totally get the DM stuff, but I'm specifically thinking about the awareness posts and the elaboration posts and the community posts. What's your thoughts about thoughtful engagement in the comment section publicly? Yeah, I think that when you're when you're engaging in the the comments of these posts, again, it is your it's your opportunity to have that to elaborate even further on the topic that you started. So again, if if you had your AI post, which I think that you did do an AI post and I commented on it, and you commented back like, oh well, hey, you brought up some really good points. I never thought about this. And then now I can comment back further. It's only helping your the per, the commenter and you in the algorithm because if I leave a good comment on your post, it's going to give me free real estate in your feed. Well, and I think that it's really, really smart marketing to engage because most people never comment, right? If you think about how many people see the, the content and how few comment, it's like maybe lucky 1%. So those that put thoughtful comments in my mind deserve a thoughtful response. And I do think that that goes a long way because they're like, oh, Katie Brinkley responded to me. I, I'm a fan of Katie. That's a big deal for me, right? And maybe I'll respond next time with a thoughtful comment. And I feel like that's that's leading people down the path to ultimately wanting to do business with you. And it seems like a wise strategy. Would you agree? One million percent. When you're answering people, <laughs> it, if they got both thumbs going to leave you a comment, you absolutely should be talking back to them. And that's, again, like you said, it's going to build out your community and make people become even bigger fans of you because they they know someone's listening, that it wasn't just a scheduled post that went out there and, you know, okay, I did my part, check in the box. It shows that you're very intentional with your time and the content you're pushing out for your audience. Katie, thank you so much for answering my questions. If people want to pick up your book, The Social Shift, or they want to find out more about your business or even connect with you on the socials, well, obviously we know they can go to Amazon to get The Social Shift, so we don't even need to answer that question. <laughs> What's your preferred social platform if people want to connect with you? And then if people want to check out your business, where do you want to send them? Yeah, so if you go to katiebrinkley.com slash SME, that's the best place to go to get the book, and connect with me on the social of your choice, all the things, just go to katiebrinkley.com slash SME and hopefully we can we can get connected on your favorite social platform. Katie, thank you so much for coming on the show and sharing your insights with us. I'm super excited to see you soon at Social Media Marketing World. Heck yeah, thanks so much for having me. Hey, if you missed anything, we took all the notes for you over at socialmediaexaminer.com slash 600. If you're new to the show, be sure to follow us if you've been a long-time listener, would you let your friends know about this show? At Stelzner on Instagram, at Mike underscore Stelzner on Twitter slash X. 
This brings us to the end of yet another episode of the Social Media Marketing Podcast. I am your host, Michael Stelzner. I'll be back with you next week. I hope you make the best out of your day and may your marketing keep evolving. Catch you next time. The Social Media Marketing Podcast is a production of Social Media Examiner. Hey, just a quick reminder, join the Social Media Marketing Society today and level up your marketing for your company or your clients. Visit smmarketingsociety.com to find out more.